0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Go Birds Podcast.
1: The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming to you after the Eagles finally exercise the Tuesday night football curse. The curse of Joe Webb is no more. Elliot Shore Parks, I'll tell you though, buddy, for the first quarter plus of that game, it really felt like Garrett Gilbert was going to be the new Joe Webb. An ugly start. But they pulled it together, ultimately run all over Washington. I won't say a super impressive win because Washington's pretty crappy. But, you know, a Washington team we saw last night was pretty crappy. But, but you know, they handle business. And, and look, I, I, you know, ugly coming out of the bye. A 17-day bye. Not that crazy for them to be ugly. Ultimately, they put it together. And, 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 and most importantly, I thought one of the best games of the season from the head coach and quarterback combo. We'll dive all into it. But... Uh, Look, uh, you know, not the greatest win of all time, but Tuesday night football, they had to have it and they got it done. Good win.
2: Yeah, and I I think that last line is really. For me, the the biggest takeaway. I mean, clearly, we'll talk about Hertz and Sirianni. You know, from the defense, I don't even know if there is much to talk about. Just another game where Gannon's defense holds opposition under twenty points. Come on, you know, at this point, you're just pretty. Gilbert
1: to zero. Yeah,
2: at this point, it's just all Gannon does. So we can probably talk about that at the end quickly. (laughs) But um,
1: we'll wait to fight till later. We'll have fun early and then fight at the end.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I think what you what the what you said at the end is just the biggest takeaway, like this team knows how to take care of business. I looked it up this morning and this year they've been favorites and it probably doesn't include last night's game yet. So they've been favorites uh, in six games. They're five and one in those games. Right. So like, they know how to just win when they're supposed to win games, and you know, are, are wins over the Jets uh, impressive? No. Are wins over the Lions that impressive? Although the Lions are are playing better, for <laughs> one, I, I, I might have to actually you know eat some crow on the Dan Campbell thing. But with the Eagles, they play do, hard
1: for him, Elliott. They, they play do. hard.
2: And they do. They do. The Cardinals might be blowing it, but um, unbelievable. Regardless, it, it again, like, are the opponents they're beating super impressive? No. But what is impressive? is this team that's compromised of young players at key positions and probably the youngest coaching staff in the league. In fact, almost definitely the youngest coaching staff in the league. The fact they very rarely have letdowns is just super impressive. And what you said uh, about last night, you're right. Like for the first, I don't know, I guess till when they were down 10-0, I was sitting there and for some reason I kept hearing Joe DeCamera in my head talking about how worried he was about the game. (laughs) I don't know why, but for some reason that was what I kept thinking. And I'm I'm sitting there like man maybe they really are gonna blow this because like it had everything that looked like a loss like the weird interception I mean that was the just Elliot that alone like all we
1: have to say is the the Dallas Goddard interception like the flukiest interception maybe I've ever seen like in the running for flukiest well interception they got lucky ever- too like- yeah it could have been a touchdown if they hadn't you know. Yeah, and, and granted well, they
2: scored on the possession. They scored the anyway, weather.
1: but still, like ultimately, as fluky as it gets, Elliot. That moment, every single Eagles fan on the planet was like,
2: "Oh no, Joe Webb again!" Like that's all we were feeling. Well, and the, and the weird thing about it was even though they were behind ten nothing, and then they, you know, it stayed close late. Like I think watching it, I didn't ever really thought there was there was a chance <laughs> they were going to lose, but they were only up three points with seven minutes to go in the fourth. Yep. So, so like score wise, it was close. When you looked at the box score, even when they were trailing 10 0, like they were dominating just in terms of like total yards, possession, they were running the ball. Um, Hertz, we'll get into in a second. But like, I I just think outside of the fluky first part of the game, and you know, we haven't seen Sirianni's teams out of a bye. They haven't played in, what'd you say, 17 days, 18 days, something like that. So, you know, I think it was probably natural to expect them, even if this game was played on on a Sunday or a Monday or whenever it would have been, that they were going to come out a little slow. But for them to rebound like that, um, I said before the game that I, I thought Hurts was a quarterback that you, and I've said this on the pod, but it look, when he's bad early, he doesn't really rebound from that. I thought he did last night, was it, which was extremely encouraging. And when all is said and done, 27-17, I thought they were, they were dominant. Like, yes, early on, it didn't look good. But for the majority of that game, I thought th- they clearly had complete control of it
1: yeah look f- over 500 yards of total offense you know everyone snickered at, at and rightfully so at former Jaguars coach Urban Meyer when he talked about wanting 500 250 on the ground right. 250 through the air the Eagles had 238 on the ground and 281 through the air yesterday so uh you you know, it is possible. Urban would have been proud
2: sitting Urban at home would have unemployed. Been
1: proud. Let us dive into it because I I think you nailed on some important stuff. And look again, I, I do think it is important to to acknowledge they were playing Garrett Gilbert and you know the defense. We'll get into them because I do have a lot of issues with with some oh, of the man. stuff we saw right, I'm last night. For that, we'll get to that. But but okay. look from an offensive perspective, especially again, if you're gonna take in the super weird interception and and how that hurt the team and the the Hurts fumble, which you know we'll we'll put on him. That was a bad fumble. But outside of that, from an offensive perspective, and yes, Washington's secondary was banged up, and and they lose Jackson during the game, and it's, you know, an ugly scene back there. But the Eagles' offense was awesome. The Eagles' offense was awesome last night, and they deserve credit. I think it was maybe Jalen Hurts' best game as an Eagle, certainly in the running for that. And we'll get to Hurts in a sec, but look, I want to start with Sirianni personally, because Mm. for me, last night was the night I fi- Look, we've you know, we're, we've been all in on Sirianni for a while. I've been inching and inching and inching and inching. Dude's a good play caller, man. Like, dude has turned into a, a heck of a play caller. I was so impressed with him last night and his ability to, first of all, I love when he got on Hurts there on the sideline, showed a yeah. little fire with him. Like, top to bottom, the way this guy has taken this team that – Multiple times this season, Elliot, has looked like a joke. Looked like a joke of a football team. We remember the beginning of the season, that 10 billion penalties. Oh my God, they're on pace to set the record. He figured it out. He's got them playing tighter football. The whole offensive thing, no running the ball. And yes, I'm going to still not give him all the credit in the world for taking seven weeks to run the ball, but eventually he got there, and now they're the best running offense in Eagles history, <laughs> at least yeah, over know the last theory. seven weeks. Like, And yes, it is partly personnel. That offensive line is phenomenal, but look, they were missing both guards last night. What do they do? 235, 238 yards on the ground or whatever. Like, I think that as much as Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and the offensive line deserve a lot of credit for this, this, and Jalen Hurts too. So does Nick Sirianni. The dude has come up with an incredible running scheme for his personnel, and he has figured his personnel out over the course of the season. And for a guy we've talked about, him, we'll get to Hurts, but obviously for a guy who didn't come in as a uh, running quarterback whisperer, he's adjusted. He's made his offense work for this. I I can't tell you. Last night was like an aha moment for me with Nick Sirianni as a play caller, and he's been getting better and better. But. I think he was phenomenal last night, Elliot. I'm I'm really excited about this guy. Like I am, I am turning the corner on Nick Sirianni. I think, you know, if you ask me now, do I believe in this guy as the head coach of the Eagles moving forward? I would say yes. Now, look, we've seen a lot of coaches have nice first years. We've seen, I mean, Ben McAdoo went 11 and five, made the playoffs his first year. Obviously, Chip, we've seen it here. Ray Rhodes made the playoffs his first year and all that. But from uh, just seeing what this guy has done with the depleted, you know, deficient roster that I believe it is comparatively and taking, you know, a bunch of pieces and making it fit and figuring it out on the fly and getting them to play tight, you know, disciplined football and getting them to believe in him even when the rest of the world is ripping him. All this stuff, like, I'm super
2: impressed with Nick Sirianni right now, Elliot. Yeah, so I think what you said, I I think, again, like, preaching to the choir, right? So I agree with a lot of... Yeah, you've been saying this for a while, yes. Yeah, so, but I think what you said about, you know, will we know if he's definitely the guy for a few years? Like, no, but that's like 400 podcasts from now. Right. So I think <laughs> all, all we can do right now is just look at talk and talk about what we've seen from him. And I, I think I remember at one point it was probably after the Raiders game where I was down on him as well. And you, you were definitely down on him. And we were talking about how, You look around the league and you see all these like young, exciting offensive coaches, right? Like Sean McVay, uh, Lafleur, although he has Rogers, but right? Like uh, I don't, I think Kingsbury sucks, but like we both, we both think we've all long thought Kingsbury sucks,
1: but I think McVay, Shanahan, you know those type of guys.
2: Yeah, exactly, and we both kind of agreed that although I was higher on Sirianni than you were, we were both like he doesn't look like that type of guy. Like it doesn't look like they have that. And as you've come around on Sirianni these past few weeks. I have my confidence level in him. If I were the Eagles, I would feel like I have a steal in Sirianni. Like I think this guy has an it factor. I think he's a phenomenal coach. Like I I think, I mean, think about this. The Eagles over under was six and a half this year. And we both agreed they were going to hit that, but there's a chance they could end up at 10, right? Like this team is way better than a lot of people thought. Right. And Sirianni deserves credit for that. Like, yes, he was not perfect early on, but the whole team was, was gelling. Right. And, he he's adjusted to that. But but I also think there was a moment uh last night for me, um I almost tweeted it, but then I decided to hold it for the pod because I think oh, it's better. I love yeah. when you do
1: that. I love yeah. when you're gonna tweet See what I hold everything for the pod because I tweet like nothing. Exactly. Besides so, but, Go Birds. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I love I love when you hold stuff for the pod.
2: <laughs> Ironically, the only thing you don't say for the pod called Go Birds is when you tweet <laughs> Go Birds. But but so so, Sirianni's talking last night, and I remember at one point we had a discussion about, like, is he, you know, like a genius young head coach? And you were saying that you didn't think he seemed kind of like a genius. And this was not a personal attack on Sirianni, no, no, but just no, no, yeah. uh, football, he didn't seem, we like, super smart. Genius, right, Right, exactly. But I have noticed one thing about him that I think is a really good, like, insight to – how I do think he's smart and how he really picks up things. You notice throughout the year, he is constantly bringing up like, like last night he said, I remember in high school, my coach told me that the best games to throw the ball are when it's slightly wet because like, it's hard for the pass rush to really get going. Or he'll talk about how, when he played at Mount union or, you know, whatever, I think that that was his college. Like, yep. you know, his, his like receiver coach told him or, and when he was in Los Angeles, when he was like, he's constantly bringing up things that people have told him throughout his coaching career. And I think that's a really good indication of just, like, he is really good at listening to new information and, like, adjusting to it. And I think you, you saw that this year with his coaching of the team. Like, early on, he tried to throw the ball too much, right? Then he learned that this was a running team. And they can still throw the ball. I mean, they had almost 300 yards last night passing. But, like, he learned and he adjusted, right? You talked about how he coaches Jalen Hurts. They talked about this last night. There was the scene, uh, in case people listening didn't hear it, where I think it was after the fumble. It uh, was. Hertz is, it was yeah, after, after the, the fumble. Hurts is walking to the sideline, and it's just a quick snippet, but you can see Sirianni, like, really getting in his face. And, like, you can't see what he's saying, but he looks mad, and Hurts is just walking forward with kind of a blank stare. And it looked like a really tense moment. And in the moment of the game, like, it was, oh, my God, like, they're really going to blow this thing, right? <laughs> but then – Afterwards, Sir, Sirianni and Hertz talked about how Hertz told Sirianni, "Like I want to be coached hard." And they talked about how they're both sons of, of coaches and all that stuff. So I, wow. I just think his, his ability stuff. to take information, keep, like retain it, which is a skill, like retaining no information, no question, no right. question. And, and, and then, then being like, able to apply it. Yeah, exactly. Is, then being like, able to apply it. It's one skill
1: to retain it, and it's another skill to retain it and then apply it in the appropriate situations for where it should be applied.
2: Exactly. So. I don't like. I guess my ultimate thing off this tangent is just. I really think they have something special in Sirianni. Like I've said this to you before. When like I spend more time. Well, you are are, you unfortunately are never around Sirianni in person. But like when I'm around Sirianni, I text you frequently. All the time
1: for inside baseball, I'll get texts from Elliot like, just like a random text being like. Yo, man, Sirian is the dude, or <laughs> like, you, oh, like, like <laughs> th- this guy's real. Like, trust me, like he's real. Like, yeah, you do that all the time. And I just think this. he has an
2: it factor about him. Like, I think he is in that same vein of like you know these really young, exciting coaches around the league. And and credit to Jeffrey Lurie, like credit to him for making this hire. Like when he when it was made, it was oh no, you know no one else wanted him, which is true. But like the guy can hire coaches. Like he might be too involved in football, and you know we'll debate that. I'm sure all off season. But Jeffrey Lurie, he is excellent at identifying who has head coach qualities, and Sirianni's probably further along than even he thought he would be. But I, I really think, like Sirianni, this the sky's the limit with with this guy.
1: Yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm I've been much more um, slow the roll on it than you have throughout, and I'm and I'm and I'm still going to be that and again, probably because I'm not around him and all that stuff. But again, all I can say is, you know, to get this team that was you know uh 2 and 5 and 3 and 6 on they're sitting here at 7 and 7 there's really as you pointed out there's only been one game that I expected them to win this season that they lost and I think he played a role in that but you know you hope he learned from it again I said coming into the season I expected this guy to make massive mistakes right I and I was right early in the season like I was right that there would be a growth curve yeah. for this guy and I didn't listen to my own advice. That was my own problem with this, is that I think the mistakes were so bad and so glaring, and they just felt so, um, you know, uh, um, rookie. You know, they felt like so, like, this guy is no idea what he's doing. When I really should have stepped back and said, all right, this guy is in this— this di-. As we talked about offseason, a 39-year-old, now 40-year-old guy being hired into this this role that is way bigger than anything he's ever done in his life. Like, of course, of course it takes time for him to figure it out. And honestly, I, I he's way further along through 14 games than I expected, personally. Like, I did not expect to be coming into the, the game, the 14th game. You know I expected him to be like a 6 or 7 win team. I, th- right. I, I had him at 7-10. 7-10 and look i guess theoretically seven and ten could could finish out that way.
2: I yeah
1: i'm not expecting it but again i think the way this guy has gotten them to now is impressive man like it just is and again i you know this is coming from someone who has not been ready to to jump in on nick sirianni i have been skeptical i have given credit where due but i've also been ready to say hey hold up slow your roll After last night, like, I'm not, again, I'm not, like as we planned before, we're not saying he's the head coach for the next decade and he's going to win Super Bowls and all that, but, like, I'm super impressed right now. Like, through 14 games, after last night, and what I saw from this guy last night, and the play-calling improvement week to week to week, this guy has shown, and his ability, again, like... Like the whole connecting thing, like we joke, oh, connecting your number one goal, but like
2: dog it mentality, seem, it
1: does seem. Yeah, uh, still not an on dog mentality. I like, know he says it so much. But. <laughs> stop enough. But the connecting thing is real. Like I think that I think that's real, and you know, I've always believed in that type of stuff. I'm always a big locker room guy, a, a leader of men guy, all that type of stuff. And it really does feel like like they like playing for this guy. They believe in him. And I really like that anecdote you just told me. I like that Jay Lerner wants to be coach hard. And he's like, all right, I'll coach you hard. Let's go, baby. Yeah. To the, to the point you were making before, Elliot, I think what it comes back to, and it's something that if you'll remember in the off offseason – one of the things that I was most excited about, when, because obviously there was Sirianni flip-flops, right? First press conference, it was like, oh my God, this guy, what do we do? And then we started to see like him talk and listen to him more and more. And I was like, oh, you know, that's interesting. Oh, I kind of like that philosophy. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then we went through our, our, our ups and downs of the season and all that. But one of the things that I loved, you'll remember this specifically, was I don't remember. I was like Sports Illustrated or whatever. There was an article that talked about... Him, his whole family being teachers and him yeah. being a teacher at heart, and that's who he is. And now he's grown up. And if he had not become a football coach, he was gonna be a teacher. And that whole thing you were talking about before about learning along the way, about understanding how to implement these things, like it's he loves to learn. He loves to teach. Like that just jives with exactly the 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 stuff that I liked about him early on. And and it also comes back to the putting your players in positions to be successful over the course of the season he's figuring out what these guys do well and he's putting them in positions to be successful for them. So, yeah man, again like I I'm I'm smitten today with Nick Sirianni. I know and I can I, hear it. I mean, I, I, it was such an impressive job last night. Like he's, a, he's yeah. a really good play caller. Like he's a damn good play caller, man. Like he just
2: is. Well, and the other interesting thing about Sirianni is now that we're 14 games in, is there have been moments, I'm sure, if we went back and, like, re, you know, remembered the details of each game where, like, maybe he could have done this or, or whatever, but there have not been, like, glaring time management issues or or, no, or timeout issues. Which or, is something you know,
1: we but, loved about Doug early on, if you remember. We were like, oh, this right. guy, like, knows when to use his timeouts, you know, knows when to be aggressive, when not to be aggressive. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Elliot. Yeah, like,
2: the, the rookie mistakes, I mean, even just looking back, like – should have ran it more against Dallas, right? Like, for sure. Should have yeah. run I, Giants I, I don't, game.
1: The early Giants game, not running it Yeah, early the early on. Giants
2: game. Like, But but overall, if you just look at like where Sirianni has this team at. So, this might be a bit of a stretch. But, like, I think they dominated Washington for the large part of the game last night. They dominated the Jets. They had the bad game against the uh, Giants. But they dominated the Saints. They were up 30-7 to in that game. They dominated the Broncos, right? They had a big lead in that one. Yeah. So, they were, like playing really good football leading into December and again like that's credit to Sirianni like clearly the players deserve credit and but in the same way when we talk about Howie like he gets the credit for everything and then the blame for everything because he's ultimately making all the calls like Sirianni's the head coach so when the penalties were a problem early on I always kind of leaned that they were more on the players but ultimately as a head coach he held responsibility for that the fact that this team I I saw a stat it was probably during the bye week but like They're like top three in most offensive categories since week eight. Like they have really, really turned things around. And they're not going to be an easy team to to knock out in the playoffs. When we talk about Gannon, I'm sure we'll talk about the defense and those type of things. But in terms of like the offense, if if you're a defense of the Buccaneers or or the Cardinals or whoever, like one of those teams up high, the Eagles are not a team you want to face because it's not fun to play them, right? They're constantly running at you. They have a huge offensive line. Like, they control the clock. Hurts, although needs to improve in certain areas, can create something out of nothing and can make special plays like he did last night to to Greg Ward. Like, offensively, they are a team that if I'm one of these high-up playoff seeds like I am not I'm not wanting to play the Eagles I'd much rather play the Vikings or the Saints like the Eagles are not the team I want to see in the first round
1: yeah like so it's such a and again the Vikings Saints yeah I agree you're talking about the teams that could get that last spot I I think that's a really good point I I 100% agree with you on that and it's something that announcers keep saying Mark Sanchez you know not very good last night but But did say that exact phrase and we've heard a lot of people say it. And I I just think it's true. I'm with you, especially like you know, we talk about January football. Like this Eagles offense is built for January football. Like it is a January football offense. And again, they are the best running team in football by
2: a mile. They've had seven. Which is crazy with what Jonathan Taylor
1: said. I know. It's seven straight games with over two hundred yards rushing the first time since the nineteen eighty five Bears, Elliot. I mean, it has been it has been astounding. What they have done from a run game perspective, and now Jordan Howard back, the Sanders Howard combo is just dynamic, you know. And then you have mm-hmm. Gamewell for third, and I just, I'm so impressed with the way this offense has come together. And and I'm with you, like I think everything with this offense is real. Like I think I will take this offense, obviously. Like, look, I'll take you know the Chiefs' offense over them, even though it hasn't been as consistent week to week. You know, I'll take Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill in a playoff game over the Eagles' offense. I'd probably take Tom Brady. I'd take Tom Brady, but I mean, Tom Brady with zero receivers and no Leonard Fournette, like that offense might not be better than Eagles offense. I would take Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. But like, point being that, like, I think you can talk about this version of this Eagles offense, if they get into the playoffs, as one of the better offenses in the playoffs. Legitimately, as at least potentially, the issue is with the defense, which we'll get to, where I have zero faith in this defense to make big (laughs) stops when we need it. Right. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But but ultimately, like I don't think it's crazy to be excited, like legitimately excited about this Eagles' offense and what they can do on a week-to-week basis. The one caveat that we have to throw in there, and you just pointed out, like they've been crushing these teams, so it makes you feel better about it. But like they haven't played a real competitive, like they the team that they face in the first round of the playoffs, if they make it, will be better than anyone they've played in the last ten weeks of the season. Like since this offense has been great, they have not played a really good team. That's okay. You know, like the they've Broncos played a really good quarterback. Broncos, Saints We're great team, probably I their guess, two best yeah. Win, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Broncos right. and Saints are the two best teams they've beaten and those are fringe playoff teams, right? Like those are fighting for the seven seed playoff teams, which is fine. Like, that's okay. Like that's who you face. You're up against them. But like that last week against Dallas, that'll be really interesting if both teams need the game. Like, obviously, Dallas will already be in the playoffs. But if, if Dallas is playing their guys for seeding and the Eagles need the win to make the playoffs, like that's gonna be fascinating, you know. That's yeah. gonna be the t- that's gonna, basically a playoff game, and it'll be interesting to see them against a real defense, against a real team.
2: You know, I, I was thinking about it this morning, and I haven't completely thought this scenario out, but I wonder if there'll be a situation where Dallas throws the game to avoid the Eagles in the next round. Uh, like, I mean, you never know. You know, like I, it's hard to figure it out because it's, but it's all gonna come down to Week 18. Like, barring the Eagles blowing it, but. I think week 18, there'll be like nine different scenarios that could happen. Uh,
1: oh, buddy, We've been there before. Forty-four yeah. to six, most notably.
2: I um, know. Well, the, the And they won thing, a game forty-four to six this year. Uh, oh, they, yeah, there you go.
1: You know, just say it, Elliot.
2: Real quick, the thing that you said about the offense. Like, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, like leading your offense? Like, sure, obviously, right? Like those guys are insane. But the but the thing about the Eagles offense is and I'm not trying to diminish what they do, but it's kind of, like, so simple that it's so reliable. Like, they just hand it off and they block, you know? Like, and, and again, there's more to it, like, all that stuff. But, like, I think when you're able to rely on the running game so much like they can, then then it's dependable week to week. It's like the saying, like, defense travels, right? Like, like the running game, it, it's it's repeatable. It's dependable. It, it's not, like it's not some new age offensive system where you rely on throwing it 50 times a game and like the receivers have to play well, you know, they have to not draw all that type of stuff. Like, I, I think that just, it, this is how football, you know, t- this, we are obviously football guys. Smash
1: like, mouth football. Exactly.
2: Right? Like it's what we've always preached on the pod, right? Like run the ball, <laughs> but, but it, it's a, uh, it's just, it's not complicated. And because of that, it's dependable. So yeah. I agree. Like, There's a reason they've been scoring so many points each week. I mean, they're averaging, if you take the five years of Doug and then this year, only in 2017 did they score more points. Like, they're up to 26 points a game. That's almost a full touchdown more than last year.
1: Uh, look, so. the offense is legit. Like, it is flat-out legit. I just said, I think it's one of the better offenses in football right now. Which like, is crazy right
2: because, like, the receivers aren't that good. No! And let's, we can talk about Jalen now, but, like, you know. Yeah,
1: I want to get to Jalen and say, but you're right. I will say last night and, and really the last two games, but we saw it again. Like, Miles Sanders... And there was a lot of, and I, I wanted more Jordan Howard last night, especially in goal line stuff. It was kind of strange to me that that it kind of didn't wait so long. Maybe Howard wasn't like fully, fully healthy, so they were easing him in. I don't know. But, man, uh, the people who've been ripping Miles Sanders for a while, it was a bad night for them because Miles looked awesome. Like, he's yeah. looked really good, and he's a weapon. Like, that's the thing is, yes, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard as your pretty much only two weapons you trust in the passing game is not ideal but when you have two real deal weapons running the ball and oh yeah the best running quarterback in football outside of Lamar Jackson like that's that's something you can go to war
2: with so to speak well so the interesting thing and I'm not ready to like you know cement myself to this take but uh, like Lamar is an amazing athlete obviously but like are we sure he's a better running quarterback than Jalen like I was thinking about this last night. Jalen's ability to not take contact at the end of runs is elite, and maybe that's because I watched Michael Vick and Carson Wentz, who maybe like two of the worst ever at you know sliding and all that stuff. But like Jalen is so good at getting down at the end of runs, and he's so smart with when he runs and how he runs. That again, Lamar is like a generational athlete at the position. He's an MVP. Like obviously, he's a better runner than than Jalen is. But I don't know if it's, like, that far off. Like, Jalen's a different style of runner, but it's just as effective. I think I saw a tweet earlier this year. It might have been from Shiel Kapadia about how, like, they're they're basically comparable when it comes to what they do in terms of yards per carry, like their efficiency and all that stuff. So yes, Lamar is better, but I don't think it's that far off. That as a runner, Jalen is is almost right there with him.
1: Yeah, again, I would give it to Lamar, but uh, Jalen is an amazing,
2: right? He's got right? ten rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's first since Cam Newton or whatever. Like I, I'm with you, man. I'm not I'm not ripping Jalen all now. A fair amount of those are the the sneak ones at the goal line and stuff, but that's still right. part of it. I would still say Lamar's the best runner, but I, this, I agree. Yeah, this season J- J- Jalen has been, especially with the games Lamar's missed. And they've been running as much. I mean, Jalen's been the best rushing quarterback this season, without a doubt. And I think he's right there. Is the point for sure? Yeah. Um. All right, I want to get to Jalen obviously because I think it was one of his best games, if not his best game as an Eagle. First. You've heard us talk about it all year. There's no reason to to pound you over that, but I will. Download the Park Sportsbook app. What are we doing here? Last night, this guy right here Mm. got Philadelphia at minus eight and a half. Did I sweat it out? Yes, Yes. I did. But I also won on the Park Sportsbook app a little Philly action. May have also had LA at minus seven. So a little bang, bang, Tuesday night Mm. parlay for this Dog over here, a beautiful thing And the individual player props You can bet on anything and everything It's just been so much fun, we've had such a blast With the Parks app this year, Elliot
2: Oh yeah, I mean look, the the, uh, Jalen Hurts Over under last night, for passing yards I think was like (laughs) 199.5 Or or something like that, so he ended up blowing that out of water. The the Miles Sanders over under I think was like fifty six. He blew that out of the water. So the Eagles are actually a team, as I mentioned, four and one when favorites. So you know they next week. I looked it up already. Do you want to guess what the line is versus the Giants, or have you seen? Them? Yeah, no,
1: I haven't. Um, let me. Get, I mean, I would guess it's pretty big. I would guess maybe even like Jake Fromm at quarterback. Like I'll say I, I'm gonna go double digits. Eagles minus ten. Ten and a half. Look at you. Wow. Boom. See, I'm good at this. There you go. You should go. really
2: have me guessing the line. I know. Maybe week. you should do it this week, honestly. <laughs> it's been a while.
1: Okay. I I'll I will purposely not look at them. You get them ready this week. I'll guess this week. It'll be fun. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, but yeah, and you know what? It should be that, especially with the revenge factor. And I know there's only four days after, but they are at home and all that. So um, look, There. there's super fun stuff with the Park Sportsbook app. And the fun fun part too is like obviously we're gonna be watching Philly and, and caring about those games no matter what. You can bet on all these other games and have action in it and care so much. I really cared about Los Angeles last night because I had action on it and you can bet on everything and of course basketball, soccer, any sport you can think of. And here's the deal. If you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded refunded site. Credit the website. has all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jalen Hurts was amazing last night, Elliot. Especially after starting the game off as sluggishly as he did. Obviously, that interception, zero percent his fault. A, a perfect throw to Goddard. Goddard dropped it very clearly, and then you know the fluky kicks the ball back up. The fumble, absolutely on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But outside of those two things, like
2: it's pretty much perfect, Elliot. So. Here's my my Jalen thoughts from last night. And it's a roller coaster of a of a thought, but I end I end kinda of where, where you are. Like the the first half of the game, I would say, I was sitting there and going, like, the numbers look good. I think he's playing good, but there was just something that wasn't impressive to me. Like the fumble wasn't good. There was the throw to this is kind of like the perfect Jalen Hurts play. Remember the the throw to Devontae where he made like that sick catch along yeah, the sideline. Yeah. Right. So on that play, running me, rifles
1: it to him, it looked like yeah. it was a little far out of bounds, but Devonte makes a great catch on it, like a great yeah. catch, like a truly great catch. A shame they had to waste a challenge on it, but a great, Yeah, catch. he's
2: really good at those sideline catches, yes. but, but to me, that play, when I watched the replay, it looks like Devonte is open early. Like mm-hmm. he's running down the field. The safety's, in my opinion, too far away. Like it looked like he had Devante just throw it deep for a touchdown. Right. And he didn't. Uh, and so he rolls out and he finds Devontae. So ultimately, it's a good play. But there were still moments in the first half where I was looking and going, like like the throw to double coverage to Devontae, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think like he's locking in on Devontae, which honestly, which, might not at which be the worst Gainwell, thing was, in the world.
1: Gainwell was wide open on that. Yeah, Gainwell's point. wide open. Wide Quez
2: open. had single coverage, right? So, like, I, I think that there were moments in the first half where I'm like, you know, like, man, he's 10 to 14, and he's playing well, but, like, it just doesn't look good to me. Like, it just didn't, I wasn't feeling like they were really moving the ball. I still think there's stretches where the passing offense, because of the way they do it, like, most of his passes were either checkdowns or, like, off schedule, where he's scrambling it. Look, I mean, yards are yards, right? Like, no matter how you get them, like, you get them. But I think in the second half, like, it's where he really played well. I thought that throw to Greg Ward, like, if he well, I mean, throws, dude, yeah. dude, that was the best throw and catch
1: of the season. You know, let's give Ward credit too to adjust his body that way and catch that that frozen rope was unbelievably yep. impressive. But the throw, I mean, it was it was a perfect throw. He put it in the only spot that Greg Ward could get it, and no one else could. It was on a rope, on a dime, while moving. Like it was Jalen Hurts' best throw of the season, and well, it, it remind maybe me, of
2: his career. Well, first of all, I love the hyperbole there, by the way. Oh, but, I'm uh, going, buddy. I'm I love going, it. but um. I thought it reminded me a lot of the touchdown pass to Goddard in Week One. In the way that, like, one thing Jalen I think is adjusting to as he plays more is he doesn't like throw guys open very often. He'll the, the passes he hits normally, guys are are obviously like wide open, right? But I thought if you remember Week One against uh, Atlanta, he kind of throws it to Goddard's right to like get him away from the defender. I thought last night, like, again, it wasn't a 75-yard bomb. It wasn't between three defenders, but it was a franchise quarterback throw. Like, throw him open, put it where only he can catch it in a big spot. Again, they're only up three at that point, right? So although we thought they were going to win, the, the game was still relatively close. I just was very impressed by that. So although there were still stretches of the game where I'm sitting there and I'm like, Man, it just, like, it doesn't feel consistent. Like, there's no rhythm to the passing game. He ends it with almost 300 yards. The interception doesn't really count for him. Like, I, I'm not trying to, like, make excuses for him, but that interception, like, No, 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 right. no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Right. Not,
2: anyone on the planet, I will fight to the death if they
1: try and put that interception on him. Right, like, game. I remember and with like, Carson, on, people dude. would be
2: like, you know, well, but, the guy ran, you know, the guys didn't stop. It was in his
1: hands. No, yeah, it no, was in like, his like, hands. It drop and it bounced it off drop
2: Right. That one is if definitely not on Jalen.
1: Maybe, Elliot, maybe in the history of football, no interception has been less on a quarterback than yeah, Like, it's li- in the running. I'm sure there are other examples just like that where it goes right through guy's hands and someone catches it, like the Alshon play. But, like, that was as, as little the fault of the quarterback as an interception can be.
2: Yeah, and so I just think ultimately at the end of the day, like, two rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, an interception that uh, shouldn't have been on him, almost 300 yards, like... He played. He played great overall. Again, there were definitely still stretches, but I also think that, and I fall into this trap for sure, because of the pressure of like being like, is he the guy? Is he the guy? Is he the guy? He is definitely held to like a very high standard, right? I mean, he was ten of. I was texting with my friends about this. I have one friend that's like super in on Jalen Hurts, right? And so we'll be texting, and you know, I'm like, ah, oh, man, they don't look that good. And he's like, dude, he's ten to fourteen for 115 yards. Dude, it,
1: people were calling for Minshew, like, yeah all first half and it was like is he has he been that bad
2: like come on right and even though I would not have put Minshew in like you know I can't lie like there was a part of me that was like I don't know maybe maybe I would right but I think because of everything that's around Jalen we really put the pressure on him to be perfect like literally perfect you know and whenever he makes a bad decision or a bad throw like it's like up up he's not the guy and it comes back to the whole you know like the whole the fact that he was a second round pick and if he was a top five pick, we would, you know, have more understanding and, and the time for him to develop. So, you know, I just think like ultimately to last night, Tuesday night, was a major positive, like a step forward in the right direction for Jalen.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think I could see it any other way. And look again I think that, and I get it, like we're coming into Tuesday Night Football, we have all these demons from past Tuesday Night Football that yeah. were we all, every single Eagles fan, all we did was talk about Joe Webb for two days, like we all know, right? So we go into that game, and I, and I think you made a really good point, I think you were the first one to remind me of it, honestly, as I was watching the game when you tweeted out, and you're like, the Eagles looking bad after 17 days off to start the game, like, really isn't that crazy yeah and it's true yeah. like we were just all losing our minds because it was all these this this history of and it's more football. for jalen it was like... and it was this fluky play and then it's the the you know they score right away and it's oh my god we're gonna be saying garrett gilbert for the next decade and all that and it's like oh yeah they had 17 days off including three or two extra days that were unexpected and all this stuff like like, it actually would have been weirder if they came out completely and totally locked in and just dominated from the start. Like, right. they figured it out, they put it together, and they dominated after that, it's certainly from an offensive perspective. So I'm with you. I think that, you know, certainly from that perspective, the team deserved a quarter and a half or so to get in, get into it, so to speak. And, and I get why we didn't give it to them, but I do think in hindsight when you look back at it, you know, you take that quarter away. It's like Jalen Hurts absolutely played the best game he's ever
2: played as an Eagle. Yeah, yeah. I think he was very good. I mean, he was good against the Saints. First, first
1: division win for Jalen. Yeah, first
2: division win, win, which is big. I also think uh, we can definitely sit here and say, like, his
1: best game is a thrower. How about that? Let's say
2: his best. Yeah, in a win, agreed. Because he's had some games where he put up like yeah, that
1: Kansas City game, he you know had a bunch of 400 yards passing and stuff. But I think in just in terms of like the throws he made, like we saw a lot of Jalen Hurts doing the. You know, we're used to Jalen Hurts making those like amazing runs and like juking some guy and doing something more like, whoa, how did a quarterback do that? But like last night we saw a lot of him like using his mobility and, and finding guys, you know, kind of stopping and, and jump passes and doing all that kind of athletic stuff from a passing perspective. You know, the rollout throws, obviously like the ward throw, the, the other throw we were just talking about, like Well the throw down the, the field to Goddard. The throw down the field to Goddard, which by the way, when Goddard ripped that, but like what a what a man yeah, catch. He's that very was. good. What a man. He's awesome. Like after yeah. start, especially a start with Would that drop. Yeah. I call him blue then, chip? Yeah. Still, I think he's a top four or five tight end in football. Yeah. He's yeah. right there. Like he is. Um, so, um, I, you know, I just thought, I, I don't know what you could have wanted more. And look again, caveats you're playing against probably as depleted as secondaries you're going to play against between the COVID and the injuries and all that. But, but dude went out and looked awesome when he had to look awesome. I think we have to give him credit for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I also think after watching the game, like, we can confidently say he could have done what Gardner did against the Jets. Like and again, I'm never gonna. I did it. Like I love being prisoner of the moment. I, we talk about it all the time. I love being on the roller coaster. All those things. But like, he he could have done what Gardner did against the Jets. watch watching him last night? Oh, I don't think there's any question.
1: Yeah. I, I think I think he would have
2: to be honest. If I that
1: Jets defense was just absolutely horrific, even with all the the losses in the secondary last night, just having that Washington D line there they're way better than the Jets right. <laughs> you know, like Jonathan Allen alone might be better than the Jets um all right let's get some other stuff let's get to I, I want to do Gannon and then I got a bunch of like little quick hitters to throw at you but but Gannon like go ahead get, get I, your Gannon we, he stinks the guy stinks you're
2: just so wrong he about this he
1: stinks he went oh up against Garrett Gilbert a guy who was on the Patriots practice squad earlier in the week and he just lets him okay. down the field of- he never had any pressure on the guy. He didn't do anything to throw the guy off his rhythm, to disguise things, to make it weird for him. Garrett Gilbert just sitting back in the pocket and be like, "Huh. Let me let me look around. Oh, oh oh, I can throw that guy. Let me do that." Like, and and it wasn't amazing. And obviously they, they gave up what seventeen points. Like, but seventeen points to Garrett Gilbert. Elliot said, okay. "Yes, that that bad pi penalty. I get it. Like that was a horrendous call. I I get it. But on the whole, like they should have given up seven points last night. Like they should have shut." Garrett Gilbert down and I think the biggest reason they didn't like Jonathan Gannon has a way of just m- making horrible quarterbacks look slightly better than they should be at least the last couple games we've seen him he has done that and also like just I I don't agree with the defensive philosophy like that touchdown and I know the PI helped but that touchdown the 20 to 10 touchdown was like an embarrassment
2: for the defense an embarrassment okay. and, and
1: I think Gannon has to, to own that
2: all right, so this is like such a perfect example of I get that you that Gannon annoys you like his philosophy, all that, but like, like if you just look at last night, the I'm I'm looking at it now. Washington had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven possessions. Eleven possessions. Do you want to guess how many of those possessions they had more than fifty yards? I don't know. One, they had one drive where they had over a net yards of, of fifty, right? So like the the touchdown drive was bad. The seven play, sixty one yard, like yes, they definitely gave up. Like they, yeah, I, I agree. Like you to Garrett Gilbert, like giving up any points, right? But I will say, and I was probably guilty of this, and maybe because the defense allowed it, like we can debate that. But Gilbert is better than, like, Ben DiNucci and Luke Falk. Like, I get that he was just signed, but he has been in the league for a while. Regardless, 17 points is what they gave up. The first touchdown, I think, much like the first touchdown against the Jets, like, they get the ball at the 25-yard line. Like, sorry, the the 26-yard line of the Eagles because of that bad interception. So they get put in a tough spot very early on, which I think is a tough spot for the defense. So, like... Yes, ideally you want them... I said that they should give up 14 points or less. They gave up 17. So they gave up more than I thought they should have. But, like, Gannon's defense... All they do is dominate these bad quarterbacks. Like, it, it, in, in the NFL, Dude, if you it's go Garrett on,
1: Gilbert. They did not dominate I, They dominated him.
2: They seven, gave them 17 points, that's man. That's not here a here lot was of points. The on
1: practice squad.
2: Yeah, but, seven, a practice squad, a
1: week after Zach Wilson, the first half looks freaking amazing. Like, this guy doesn't have it. And
2: look, I know, and I, I just so I, disagree. And again,
1: like, I. But look, we were fighting about Sirianni. I'm willing to say, I think Nick Sirianni is a phenomenal coach. I'm really excited about his future. I think he's got a chance to be really great. We'll see if he can, you know, adjust and, and grow and whatever. He might not. He might be a one-year wonder. We'll see. But I'm excited about him. I think John in stinks. I'm like know. super unimpressed. But, but let me with ask you this. this. What, like, what who has he done the- that's been so, outside of just the points, which again, I think is, is, a vast majority because of the opponents they're playing. Like, what does Gannon do that impresses you? What does he do from a defensive scheme? You watch it and you go like, wow, that was cool. Oh, good job, man. Oh, that was a really good decision. Like, when? All we do is say, why'd you do that? Why is that guy so open? Why is no impression the quarterback? Why is there no disguise here? Like, the the complaints about Gannon are so much more than the, the, whereas Sirianni, we could say like, Best running team in football has figured out a way to, to work with Jalen Hurts who is not the type of quarterback he's worked with. He's putting guys in positions to be successful. Guys are breaking out on offense. Dallas Goddard looks like a superstar. Like you could point to all these things and say, Great job, Nick. Find me something with Gannon.
2: Okay, so let me from my perspective, like I'm not going to lie, like, I cannot break down defensive schemes, right? So I'm not able to sit here and be like, oh, wow, he, like, played zone on this play and that was great against the- – like, I-, I don't know, right? So you could be right that the defensive calls he's making – he's getting bailed out by bad quarterbacks. You could be correct about that. And ultimately, and I think this is kind of setting up to be like a movie in the way where Gannon gets smoked by all these good quarterbacks early on, and then he has to be one beat one late in the year. So we will find out. Like if Dak plays week 18, we'll find out. And when they go to Tampa Bay or Arizona, like we'll find out. But what I know is, like over these last two months, like the defense just has not really been torched. Like Justin Herbert, you know, didn't really giving get giving up points.
1: seventeen points to
2: Garrett Gilbert is the definition of getting okay. Torched. So over the last three games, they're giving up sixteen points. A Don't game. care like, about points, Garrett I know, Gilbert. But, Zach but you care can. about points. That's Why? What I'm to...
1: Why you care about opponents, man? Like Garrett Gilbert should not get seventeen
2: points against you. But you're, you're acting like Garrett it's... Gilbert got thirty. Like they did not get no, torched. No, I'm Gilbert. saying
1: seventeen for Gilbert is like. Fifty for another quarterback. Like that's my point.
2: Uh, like, I don't. I just don't know if I agree with that. Like, but 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 uh, also disagree. let me ask. let right, so me ask you. Signed
1: this. off the practice squad. He barely knew the offense, man. Who on,
2: who on the defense besides Darius Slay has overachieved this year? Like maybe T.J. Edwards and Hargrave has fallen off. So like, what talent is he working with, right? Like on the defensive side of the ball, like Jim Schwartz, I think was in a lot of ways like. In, again, he's a great defensive coordinator. His resume speaks for itself. But, like, his defense was pretty much if the defensive line gets pressure, they're good. If they don't get pressure, they're not good, right? The defensive line is not getting pressure. And I know Cox had one and a half sacks last night. But, like, the defensive line, in my opinion, has been a disappointment this year. So the fact that the whole unit, where all the talent's supposed to be, Joshua, Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, I know Brandon Graham is hurt, but, like, third-round pick in Milton Williams, like, all the resources are in the defensive line and they've not played well. They have nothing at linebacker. Like, TJ Edwards has improved for sure, but I don't think any of us would be like, oh, is TJ Edwards. No wonder the defense is good. Like, Slay's been good, but outside of that, like, he has a defensive talent, uh, a defensive uh, side of the ball that has not been that good in terms of overachieving. So the fact that he's, Holding these quarterbacks that, yes, they like again, not good, but holding them in the teens consistently with a defensive talent that I think we would both agree is not overachieved. Like, that's that's what's impressive to me. I can't tell you his schemes are like, I don't know about the scheme well enough, but what I know is if we went through that defensive side of the ball, we would not say many guys have had good years, and yet still they're, you know, 15th in the league in points, all those things. Like, they, they, I think that's what's impressive about Gannon.
1: Look. I think he stinks. I think I can't argue with you about the personnel point because I I agree with you. You know, and I I think that's a feather in Nick Sirianni's cap because I don't think that from an uh, and look it turns out the the offensive line is, is yeah pretty they have way more talent way more talent on, more talent on offense yes. it turns out but but even still I mean with the the losses on the offensive line all that type of stuff and and cycling through running backs I mean we forget Jordan Howard was a practice squad running back to start the season he should have been but like it's not like other teams were beating oh, down the yeah. door for Jordan yeah. Howard I think what Sirianni has done with with uh. uh not, you know, elite talent on offense, has been way more impressive than McGann he, he but And he does have more talent. I agree. The offense right. is more talented than the defense. So, I, you know, the talent thing is a fair point, and I'm not... You know, who knows, maybe you get much more talent out there. Gannon looks better. I'm sure he would. Anyone would. But I just, I, I there's nothing I can hang my hat on with Gannon. Like, I'm not super impressed. Like, the, the only argument there is 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 points. And they've played such bad the, offenses. No, I know that points is a bottom line thing. I get that. But they played such bad offenses, Elliot. Like, points, like, Garrett Gilbert, Zach Wilson, Teddy Bridgewater. Like, all these guys stink, man. I like,
2: agree with you. But I to me, to me, tell me if you think this analogy makes sense. It's like being mad at a kid for getting a B when you when like the standard should be an A, right? Like Gannon's not failing the tests. Like this defense is not See, But I think he
1: has, man. I think how though he's giving up again. He has never gone above. He has never like. Like, whereas, you know, like you could say with Sirianni, he is like impressed. Like, Gannon is never impressed. He has beaten bad quarterbacks and he sucked against good quarterbacks. But what would be and impressive? In beating to you? the bad quarterbacks, he has done it in a not super impressive way. It's just like fine. Like, it's fine. Like, See, but- and, and in some cases, like 17 points against Garrett Gilbert
2: is bad. So, See, but like, that's where I disagree. Like, I didn't think that the again, like they the Washington did not move the ball up and down the field against the Eagles, right? Like they had the one touchdown the beginning, and then they had the other touchdown drive. But outside of that, like they were not like like there have been games this year where they've been bend don't break, right? Where they're giving up long drives, lots of completion percentage, all that stuff, and then they they've held like at times, right? And then against good quarterbacks, like they haven't held and they've given up like over thirty points. But it would that wasn't the case last night, like. Yes, I. I, If you want to say going up against him, they should have given up only like three points. Fine, but like that—that is an extremely high standard against. Any quarterback besides Ben, DiNucci, you, you know right? what I like, don't want to
1: do anymore. I don't want to talk about Jonathan Gannon. I, get I don't it. like I get him. It. You like him. We're not getting anywhere. I'm not going to convince you that he sucks. You're not going to convince me that he's good. Like we just, we'll find know, out week 18. We'll find right. out. Yeah, that'll be interesting if we get there. All right, some quick hitters before we get out of here. I want to get some throw some things at you before we get out of here. First and foremost, uh, you've already taken a lot of victory laps this pod, so I'm hesitant to do this. But but a quick off-topic thing. Um, congratulations, you were. Staunch in your fight against people who'd said you can't call it a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. You have oh, to say yes, conditional, yeah. and you're like, "No, we're not doing that. It's gonna be a first. I'm calling it a first, Mazel, sir. To, <laughs> I had no idea where around. you were going
2: with this, but yeah, to <laughs> but,
1: you yeah I mean, it's some a first-round pick." Yep. Although it's it was, interesting, you were it's you were all over that late. from the beginning. Yeah, I know. Well, they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win the division, I think actually, which is funny. They're Maybe, definitely yeah. making the playoffs. They only game back at Tennessee, and they play them again. Like I don't know. Like well, it's so perfect. So uh, on Saturday night, Carson. They're better playing. than Tennessee right now. Like the Colts are absolutely a better football team than Tennessee right now.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. So on Saturday night, uh, I'm out and I'm like kind of watching the game a little bit. But my friend texted – I think it might have been you, actually. It was either you or somebody else texting me and was like, oh, Carson has, like, 87 yards. And I'm thinking, like, what, on, like, the last drive? Like, there's, like, four minutes to go. Not even. He had 58 the whole game. Yeah, it's insane. Like, it's like – I mean, they're just ridiculous how they're winning. Again, like, the first-round pick for Carson's a steal. Like, I, I don't care. I don't care if they make the playoffs. I don't care if they win a playoff Agree. Game. Carson's not that good, and he, he makes stinks. a ton of money. Like, he
1: stinks. They hide him. They are winning games because they decided to hide him. Again, they just beat the Patriots with him having 58 yards right. passing. 58
2: Fifty-eight yards. If okay? Jalen Hurts won the game that way, the narrative would be they can't win <laughs> with him because he can't throw the ball. Just putting that out there. Yeah, Wentz blows. All right,
1: yeah. uh, but to you,
2: congratulations,
1: sir. Thank That's, you. That was a you, 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 you put yourself out there with that, and it, it came
2: back. Um, in your favor. Well, um, the real victory, too, is I said they'd get a first-round pick in general, and everyone was like... Yeah,
1: yeah. no, you, you were right. Yeah. you were, It just wins all around for you. On all the I do, man. And then the Carson Wentz thing is Dak your biggest... Nah, it. nah, nah, relax. Yeah. The Carson Wentz thing is your biggest win ever. Jonathan Gannon thing will, will not be a win for you. Yeah, um, all right, I, look, I hope it's a win. I hope Gannon's good. I, I just either. don't think he is. Um, Jalen Rager, like, still sucks. Like, I know he had the one play. The the first, they didn't end up scoring when they ended up getting the field goal. That... that um, screen where he's wide open, has a clear path through the end zone. I think, like, 98% of receivers in the league score on that play. Like, um, I couldn't believe he couldn't get in the end zone that much. He so stinks. What he has what no I would burst. Say that, There's nothing exciting. I know he had a fine game last night. It's not the day to rip him. But, like, I'm
2: not listening to any. Oh, look, look at Jalen Reger last night. He stinks. Well, he did lead the team in receiving I know. Yards. That's why but I brought it receivers. up, Elliot. Right. All right? But – Here's what I'd say about that play. The one where they it was like maybe he caught it on like I don't know the 6 like the or something six or like seven, that. Yeah. So I do think that he should have scored on that play. I disagree 98% of players I scored. I know but
1: maybe 85% of receivers scored. Well, I, I think, think
2: like if you're special you
1: score if, there. Uh, Yes, and certainly if you're if your thing is speed, you definitely score there. Well, like all
2: right, so he's clearly not Debo Samuel. Like, obviously. Like, I
1: think like JaKeem Grant scores on that play.
2: You know what I mean? Right. Well, like J- Rager's whole thing is supposed to be like a Debo Samuel, Steve Smith, like fast, physical, like like that's where you score. Now, look, I do think he, I do think he played well last night. Like he had the, the catch on third down that was big. It was third and six. He caught that and then ran it down the field before the Greg, like Greg Ward touchdown. So I'm not ripping. It was Jaylen a big play it was today. A big yeah, but I, I think he was fine last night. He was yeah, fine.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm um, going through my Darius Slay that was a fun little wrinkle I thought that actually worked to be honest like uh, to run it on third down there to bring him in keep the defense kind of like I like that kind of stuff I thought well it was another a another like really Sirianni that, that actually made a thing. difference like that made a difference I think, it, and I another think Sirianni they were looking at Slay that. and it was a yeah. nice run
2: yep exactly like listening to his players like I'm sure Slay really liked that like so I think that's like, oh the yeah stuff you matters. think
1: yeah. Darius Slay loved that yeah I'm sure
2: so that was awesome um
1: and that's all I got in my notes. The Oh, the uh, quick last one I got, and then we'll see if you have anything else. But um, where did you stand? I, in the moment, and it looked like it might come back to bite them after watching him back at score and we're getting all nervous, but I, in the moment, was 100% fine with him keeping the field goal on the board and not going fourth and one. I totally get the argument of everyone who's like, you have the best running offensive football, just get a yard. I get it, and I think they would have gotten the yard and stuff. But in that spot against Garrett Gilbert, trusting that your defense can make I was stop. about to say like you uh, wanna go I, I, ahead yeah. I was fine taking the points and taking a 10-point lead there where did you stand on that in the moment
2: yeah I mean I think I was with you and trusting Gannon's defense right like, <laughs> right no worst. but uh I will worst. say like I I lean more conservative on these things there's a lot of times where everyone on Twitter is like how could you kick it and I'm like ah, I would have taken the points in that case I would have been okay going for it but I, I think it was like uh Either way, I I think I was probably okay with that. I understand taking the points, making two possessions, and then they scored and all that stuff. But I also, if they would have gone for it, like they've been running the ball great all game, like I would have been okay with that too.
1: Yeah, again, I would have been fine if they went for it. But, you know, some cliches are cliches for a reason. As you know, I feel that way. And you never take points off the board. I don't think that's always true. But I think for the most part, and especially in that spot, like don't mess around, take the points and, and, you know, make a stop.
2: So, all right, uh, I think that's all I had. You got anything else? Well, just I guess what's your playoff thoughts? I mean, they are three games to go. They need the Vikings to lose one game. They have the Rams and the Packers. Like, where are you at? I feel like we should almost so, end every pod. With
1: first this. and foremost, it's been so many wins for you, like victory laps this pod. I will take a quick victory lap. The Niners are legit. I was right
2: about that. Yeah, them. you were right about that. You're right. They're a
1: really You're good right. football team. Like a really, really good football team. And honestly, they're this like the Eagles, like if they're the sixth seed or the five seed or whatever, I wouldn't want to play them either. They're pretty I they're, agree. They're pretty tough. Um, so I think the Niners are making the playoffs. I think it's going to be a fight for that seven seed. I think it's going to be New Orleans Agreed. and Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota is going to lose uh, at least one. I mean, between the Rams and Packers in their next two games, I think they lose one of those two. And they could lose both. They could lose both. I don't think Minnesota is very good. I'm more scared of the Saints, even though I don't think the Saints are a better team than Minnesota. I just think it lays out better for them. What do they have? Carolina, Atlanta, and Miami. I think they have the, the, the Dolphins. Yeah, it's Miami this week yeah. and Carolina and Atlanta. So like all winnable games, but you know you could see him losing to any of them. I think that funny enough, I think the Dolphins one is the most important. I think the Dolphins are a better team than Atlanta or Carolina. Like I, think I agree, yeah. As much as you know, we and I think it's we're it's gonna end up Warriors, with three but. picks in the twenties. Like I I think we have to root really hard for Miami in that game because I think that's the best chance to beat the Saints. Now also to your point, like. If we win out, the Saints win out, and Minnesota loses one, then we get the tiebreaker. Of the Saints, right. so we get in anyway. So that's that's a good spot. So I think things shake out well. Like they just have to handle business. They have to win games. Like obviously, like I feel good about them beating the Giants on Sunday. But you know, we just saw them lose to the Giants when we all felt great about it. So um, I think that actually improves
2: their chances. Of I do winning. too. Like, I yeah. do too. I do
1: too. I get it. I, I don't think they're losing the Giants twice. I really don't. Um, I think the win, and we're going to talk about this. We'll be back uh, uh, tomorrow. Like I know Christmas coming up, so we'll get the pod out tomorrow. Um, we'll do the preview pod, the parks picks pod, all in one, and we'll we'll do a big pod with uh, you know talking Eagles Giants and, and picking all the games and all that. But um, for your Christmas weekend, uh, Elliot's favorite weekend of the year. I know. Buddy. I'm
2: so I know. I'm you. very excited for the next few days. But um, it, it's almost d- all right. Don't you agree that it feels like Christmas should not be on a Saturday? Like it feels like. Today should be Chris th- Thursday should be Christmas Eve Friday should be Christmas. So
1: as someone who is not nearly you know as, right. as Christmassy as you, um yeah give me an extra day off work that's why I look at it.
2: There you go, you know I like it. You know
1: what I mean right. Um all right. So yeah uh, I I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think the, uh, at some point if I again I think it's like fifty five forty five for me, but yeah. the fifty five is them making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I if agree. I had to bet, if you said your life's on the line, do the make the playoffs or not? I would bet on them making the playoffs. But I would start getting my affairs in order. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that a good way to put Sad it? Sad to think about. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully I'm not dying, so we'll be good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? And again, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, dive into a uh, short week. No, I think I'll save a lot of my final thoughts for tomorrow. Love it. Tomorrow will be the final thoughts pod, yeah. as well as the Parks Picks pod, as well as the Eagles-Giants preview pod. So a lot coming tomorrow. And again, look, uh, Eagles got a nice win tuesday night football no longer the curse curse is gone it's a beautiful thing i'll say this joe webb suck it sir play Uh, every game on a tuesday (laughs) yeah sure why not um all right we'll be back tomorrow with a whole new pod he's elliot and james thanks for listening